Thanks for checking out this episode of The Sales Project. I'm Jason. And I'm Nicole. And today, this is kind of like a reboot for us. We're in 2021. We took a hiatus during uh, the COVID madness of 2020, but we are joined by a really special guest who everybody got a lot out of the last time we had her on. So we wanted to start this back up again and get her back on here. But we have Christina Ward out of Boise, Idaho. Yeah actually originally was in San Diego, the Poway area. Um, so that's kind of like my neck of the woods. So Christina, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. What's been going on in your world the last year? Hi, Jason and Nicole, you guys are so awesome. I love what you do for your realtor and lender community. It's just so cool. Um, we've just been selling houses here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Spending a little, what's been the blessed, there's been many blessings of 2020 and 2021, and it's a little bit extra time with family and um, good perspective. I, I bought a bigger house. I had several clients buy bigger houses in the last year. Realized we want to have a stay at home and have a little bit more wiggle room. And um, we had our best year last year. We sold over 60 million in sales and sold 152 homes. 91% uh, was repeat or referral. It was really fun. Holy smokes. Well, like we were just talking before we popped on, it's um, your episode was one of our highly listened to episode because you talked about events and how you got your clients together and did like these raffles and everything else. So everything, a lot of your business prior to COVID was in person, right? You did a lot of, mm -hmm. lot of community events, client appreciation, and people just ate that up because it was such a great idea and how to, how to keep in touch with them. So since really, let's say March 15th of last year, you've had to make a huge shift in your business. And what are some things that you had to do? Well, of course I didn't do it. I did it with amazing people, so I can't really take credit. I do have good ideas sometimes, but I don't implement and take action as well as others. So I have an incredible success team um, and Aiden really is who's in charge of the events. Maybe you guys should interview Aiden next time, but I'll tell you about my <laughs> visions of these events. She implements the details. Okay. Um, so last year we start, when Zoom became Zoom, like now where it's like sick of Zoom, but when Zoom actually was nice to use and and we, we started teaching classes. We decided as a real estate group, we love teaching and helping people. So we just decided to bring information and support local businesses. So we did a lot of like evening Zoom classes, like a cooking show with a local caterer. And I really you know, promoted that catering company because I, I was just concerned about local companies and like wanting to help them. And so we promoted their takeout options and their you know, lunch options and all this cool stuff because they had all their weddings were canceled. I mean, can you imagine having a catering business in 2020? It was just really, it was bad. Um, we did a um, like meditation yoga class because people needed that, you know, with uh, one of my friends who's a yoga teacher and client and, um, and also health coach. And so she helped us in transitioning from work um, behind the computer at home to being at home with the meditation, which was cool to meditate with my clients. Heck that yeah. was awesome. And we did several other classes that were just promotion of local businesses, like how to dress. Um, we did like a how to dress for success um, with a capsule wardrobe with a local retail boutique. So it was just evening classes on Zoom. Um, we had 10 to 100 people come to our classes and promoted local businesses. And then we got kind of sick of that. So we stopped because <laughs> everyone got sick of Zoom. Um, in the fall, we did a really cool event that I think we'll continue to do forever. And I think some of the, these classes will do forever, maybe not so many, but we'll do, it was just so easy and cheap. It was right. awesome. Um, in the fall, we did family portraits in the park. So we did social distancing, um, 15 minute time slots. They signed up on Calendly 
two days in a row, photographer donated their time and then did an upsell. So she emailed them their one photo and said, you can buy more or you can sign up for a full session. So we wanted to really promote her business, but we wanted to give our clients free stuff and we didn't want to pay for it either. Um, And so that was a huge success. Over 45 family photos were taken in two days. And um, Aiden created an incredible um, kind of social media event with it where people shared their picture and tagged their favorite realtor in it. So it became this like really, it was just great marketing. It was awesome. and then we did Santa, Santa on Zoom, Santa, Santa on Zoom with the, like 40 kids. And I was disappointed that only 40 came and I'm so glad. I don't know how teachers do Zoom, like that was insane. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the best Santa in Boise joined us for I think like $150 for an hour with Santa. I thought that was a really, I mean, the, the thing about last year, it was the most profitable year I've ever had because it was so cheap. Like you didn't have to buy extra stuff. Like you just had added value on Zoom and so, Santa shows up and Aiden's computer breaks. And so oh. it's just me and my kids. And I'm trying to like manage all these people wanting, to, children wanting to talk to Santa. And it made me realize that teachers are the most amazing people right. in the world. Cause that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And, but it was a good, it was a good event. And Santa did great, even though he didn't have that much experience on Zoom. <laughs> well, he's from the North Pole, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, he did great. Um, and then we're about to, this weekend we're doing pet portraits in the park. So same exact thing with the families, but these are the pets. And then we're doing a, you know, fundraiser for a local shelter. We have like 30 dogs already signed up for their pictures. Wow, it's going to be, it's going to end up being more than the families, yeah, I, was I can say, tell you. Or yeah. the children on uh, with yeah. Santa. I think the dogs are going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, people and their dogs, they're like, people are thanking us the most for this pet portraits in the park event and and again it's a local photographer that wants to promote his business that's donating his time for free for two days and we're giving our clients each a photo and they can buy more if they want that's cool yeah i'm gonna give your photographer a little upsell opportunity here people love taking those photos and having a calendar of their pet so we can take all the photos we took put them into your yearly calendar and your out the door. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I really love that win-win where, because sometimes, you know, one of the events we tried to do was with like a high-end restaurant, like a, um, you know, we wanted to look with an executive chef. And then they asked me to pay for all their food and their chef's time. And I thought, you know, I'm promoting this event to thousands of people in my database and all over social media. I kind of expect that for free. Right. And then in, but it has to be with these events, when you're working with businesses, it has to be a win-win Same with the pies. Like when we, oh, we did drive by pies. I forgot about that. So instead of pies coming to the grocery store, they, it was curbside pies. Right. Like, I feel like I need a dis, if I'm going to buy 150 pies and then also get people to come into a grocery store to go shopping on before Thanksgiving, I need a discount. Right. But I also know that they need to make money. So like, so when I negotiate these events, cause I do want them to be cheap. I re- it really has to be win-win or no deal. And so I said no to the executive chef because it didn't feel like a win. It felt like I was doing all the work and then they wanted me to pay for everything. Right. And I, I mean, we have, right. we're, we have a pretty powerful database, so. Yeah, no, and you have set your systems down as far as promoting it too with your social media, your e-blast. How are you getting the events out during COVID? Yeah, just that. So um, we do, um, we send all of our events to our most valuable people first. And we say, you're our most valuable people, get your spots, especially like the pet portraits, like that could sell out. So you have two days to get this, um, you know, first access to it. And then we send it to our whole like 3000 person or 4000 person database. 
then we invite the whole world on social media. So we kind of think of it as like an opportunity to build the database if yep. fewer stragglers come on. Although I guess I worry that if I just invite people on social media, it'll just be a whole bunch of realtors that come to my event, which is fine. <laughs> like, that's okay. Like realtors, whoever, right. it's, we're abundant. Like anyone can come. Right. Um, and I do think I have a couple of realtors coming this weekend. So that's great. Um, so yeah, we, we, we do it in tiers and we let people know like you're special, you're getting this first access and then. And what designates your most valuable people or per- persons? Um, most valuable people, there's about 250 people and there's missing people. I need to add, add some people to it, but it's people that have, that go out of their way to refer us and always work with us. You know, like those loyal yes. people and um, doesn't have to be great sending us great referral, great business, it's just the act of the referral. You can tell like they're, they're not working with anyone else. And right. sometimes I even ask people, I say, hey, I have this most valuable people list. They get like this special party every year and they get early access to our events. And I'm just trying to figure out if I should put you on there. Do you, am I your only one? Like, and, it, and I don't care if I'm not. But, like, I am I your only realtor? Too. I don't do you know. have two? Yeah. You have two realtors that you love? That's cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who should be on my MVP list. And they go, oh, no, no, you're the only one. You're, you're our person. Or we really respect this other realtor. We send her some people to her. That's awesome. I'm so grateful to be one of your two. What an honor. You know, like, yeah. I just no don't make no it foul. a big deal. Yep. See you on the B list. <laughs> I do, <laughs> the pet, the I do want it to be our, like, our mo- their most valuable people. Sure. They, you know those people. They go out of, it's like they're on our payroll. They go out of their way to refer. They're great at connecting. You know, I have a client that sends me, like, the name, the address, the phone number. He's like, here, they want to sell. And I told them they're how awesome you are. They're not interviewing anyone else. They're just, like, those guys need to be thanked extra, you know, and they're just special people to us. Love it. Yeah. With kind of the, the change over the last year of being out and about and running into people and, you know, it may have been a little bit different, you know, where you're at than California, where they did not, you know, you, you didn't see people. Was, you didn't really see a lot of people. There was very little restaurant activity or there was, wasn't a ton of opportunity to get in front of people. But I've kind of noticed on some of your social media stuff, and maybe maybe it's been more, but maybe the more I interact with it, that Facebook tells me I like it and they show me more. But more <laughs> of your like county updates and some of the, you know, educational stuff that you're putting out, either Facebook Live or just videos in general, is that a strategic? I'm I'm going in that direction or. Yeah. I mean, some of my stuff is very accidental, but then I go, oh man, this is working. It's crazy. Just how lucky it is. Um, but March, the last week of March, I started doing a weekly monthly or weekly market update live on Facebook. And um, I cannot believe the blessings I've had from that. I didn't expect, I really just wanted to teach. And I thought, oh, this is changing every minute. Like I just need to just be broadcasting this to the world. Um, but my age, there's two things that really changed in my business last year. And I do think it's because of the Monday market updates. And also I'm doing stories every day. Like I'm not stopping. I don't think I've stopped. I've had like no, just no story happening. There's always something and it's not real estate, real estate, real estate. That'd be annoying, but it's just when they see me and my kids, they think Christina is a realtor. So it's just like, I'm reminding them over and over again until they can't think of anyone else besides us. Um, (laughs) So two numbers changed in our business last year. My sphere of influence, like friends and family. So 91% was referral or repeat, but I break it down to what came from past clients, what came from friends, what came from realtors, you know, where did all this business come from? 
friends and family doubled last year. We sold 40 friends and family. The year before we sold 20. And realtor, uh, realtor referrals doubled. We sold 35 the year before we sold like in the teens. And um, I just think that realtors can't think of anyone else in Boise if they're seeing, even if they're not even clicking on the market update, they're seeing it, you know, like ding, ding, ping, you know, like there she is, even if they watch a minute of it. And so they think Boise and me now. Um, and then same with my friends and family. It's just um, everyone knows five agents, right? Like that's the average, probably even more now because of social media. So how can I stay relevant, stay valuable? I just signed a listing from a friend from high, from college and I don't remember him. We we're friends on Facebook, right? He said he had a long ponytail. Now he looks much older and, you know, we are friends. Um, and, but he watches the market updates. Like I wasn't, he wasn't in on my database list. He wasn't in my radar as to be a potential client. And he called me about listing his house. And I, and I think like, we have to be the economist of choice. Like, how can we, how can we talk to our people and show them that we are the best? Sometimes it's just relaying the data that really helps people with trust. Yeah. Um, and in my area, there's a lot of engineers. There's like a lot, a lot of IT and engineers. And so I need to speak that language to them. And I don't naturally speak that language. So reporting the data has been helpful. I think that's true. I watch your social media quite a bit. And we see um, a lot of agents post like these long lines getting into these homes, right? Or, oh my gosh, we've had 45 over asking bids. And I think the it kind of leads a lot of anxiety for the consumer. And I watch you do totally different type of videos. One is like how to get your your offer accepted, how to, um, you know, get the highest offer. I mean, you're doing things that are actually educating the consumer versus creating anxiety and fear. Don't you agree? I think that that's a really big mistake. And I've made the mistake is to talk about 20 offers on a listing or show a line into a house. I think that that's going to create people not moving if they see that. And I think there is like a level of like, just telling people this is what it's like, you know, but we have to show people that there's hope and that, that, that this is possible. And so I really, and I had, was called out on that last year. And so I really thought about like, how can I post stories that show people the positivity in this market instead of the challenges? I mean, think about what happened in the recession that, that there was lots of negative, like there is, I don't know what's worse. Like showing somebody 50 houses and them never buying a house or showing somebody 10, writing 10 offers and then finally getting one after 10, you know? I actually would rather have that. So I don't know why all the realtors are complaining about that because that seems better to me. And also look at how great it is for sellers right now. People are like, oh, I can't move. You know, it's not, how could I ever sell because where I'm going to move to? Well, if you're in a buyer's market, you're you're, um, you have uncertainty in a buyer's market too. There is uncertainty in any market. This is the most certain I've ever seen in 16 years to have complete control of your moving because you're the seller. Like you can live in your house forever. You can rent back. There's like, there, sellers have the control. So I don't know what people are talking about. And we just have to get better at communicating that. Right. I think one-on-one yeah. -on -one with our clients, but also maybe a little bit to the masses too. Right. Yeah. I think so much. I was, I was talking to one of my partners this morning and they're talking about, well, you know, I'm, I'm putting out the info to my farm, I'm mailing, I'm telling them how hot the market is, and it's it's this, it's that, and, you know, we're going to sell the house. I'm like, well, 
I don't know, that means almost nothing to me, right? The, great, the market's hot, but what are the numbers? Like, what am I walking away with? Yeah. How much and where are you going to move to? Where am I going to next? You know, like some of some of that other than just putting out, hey, the, the market's amazing. Interest rates across the country are pretty dang historically good. There's a lot of people who want your home, but how does that specifically impact me, right? And I think that's something that when you're speaking numbers and engineers, come on, that's everybody wants the numbers and the data and show me on paper exactly how that works for me and let's make something happen. And some people really want stories too. Yes, you know, exactly. like I told the story of how I bought a house in what I believe is the top of the market. We'll see. I mean, I don't know for sure, but you know, I question that, right? But when I looked at actually the numbers of this house, the price point with the interest rate, and I looked at the affordability, I actually transformed with my thinking about this opportunity. And so I get to share that story now, or I did that for another client, like I sold their house for X dollars, and then they got to get to the better school district, because that's a real need for some people, like better, you know, better quality of life, a better school district or bigger home. And their mortgage is actually the same, even though they kind of upgraded to the area. Like those are really cool stories to share. That's what we should be doing, I think is, I, I, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I should probably do that even more, you know, tell those stories. Yeah. What are some uh, daily practices that you have now introduced in the last year? I know I've seen you do yoga and stuff like that. What are some things that have kept you grounded, centered, keep to focus? It sounds like a lot of gratitude for your clients and everything. What's some practices that you introduced this year? I've probably been the worst as far as my like exercise and health. Um, Sorry, with around exercise with health, but other parts have really improved. So I am a 5 a.m. gym rat, like I've always been, especially as a mom. I'm like, I got to get drive all the way over there and then get home and get everybody ready for school. And so that closed or that I didn't feel comfortable going. And so I started working out at home or not working out. But what happened was I started sleeping more and I cannot believe how wonderful sleep has been. Like for my, like, I just used to have brain frog, fog, and um, see, I can't even talk, so you have lack of sleep. I I have more sleep now. Um, But like, sometimes I'd be on listing appointments, especially in the early days when my kids were really young and I was still, you know, doing mom, mom stuff, like even physical mom stuff. Like I couldn't even speak English to my clients, you know, like, and I'd be presenting things that I present all the time. And so I just feel so much more alert and happier with getting about seven hours of sleep. So that's been a big improvement because I'm just not driving to the gym. Um, have I, I did break, I broke my foot March 15th, 2020, which totally sucked. Um, because then I couldn't go anywhere and I couldn't even go for a walk. And, um, so after I healed from that, I started hiking, which I think also is very meditative and I hiked alone. And then I also did a lot of hiking with friends. So like a lender reaches out to me and it's like, Hey, do you want to go to coffee? No way. Like Idaho is more open than you guys, but I'm like, why should, why would I do that? You know, like, I don't want to go inside somewhere right now or even waste my time, honestly, with a lender for coffee. How about a hike? And so then we get to talk, we get outside. It's a lot safer and to get some exercise. So I've hiked a lot more last year, done a lot more yoga and done some zoom exercise, but not consistently. Um, and it, what really it taught me is that like what we eat is so important. So that has stayed a staple. I think there was a little too much wine in April. And then I realized, <laughs> okay, after April, <laughs> like, right, all right. the wine's gone. Um, then it was back to like, you know, I have a pretty 
big practice and discipline for seven years of eating pretty plant-based. So I continued doing that and having green smoothies and expressing gratitude. So I'd say there's been some failures, but then also some really cool transitions and successes. What's the, what's the kind of the team vibe for you guys right now on that more personal level? Like, obviously you're kind of in the, the team lead position. You have amazing people with you. How are some of the things that you're doing, like the meditative stuff and how does any of that spill over to the team or do you guys do things as a unit a lot together? Yeah. Yes. So it, some, we're more separate than normal, but we do get together once or twice a week on zoom. And then we have, uh, now a team appreciation plan, which it was like, duh, I have a client appreciation plan. Why would I not have a team appreciation plan? Like they're appreciating my clients. Like that's just, yeah. So we've got, um, you know, random text messages, random cards, random gifts, and then also, um, kind of some contests to like short-term goals to get to like winning contests, which has been, I love, um, and they, they love, they love too, or they go along with it. Um, <laughs> um, but always like we have a group chat and I'm, you know, I'm, I watched meet the Robinsons with my kids last weekend, which is one of the best movies ever for even adults. Cause it's all about failure and, um, keep moving forward as Walt Disney says. And yep. so I share like something I've learned from meet the Robinsons with them, or like, I just read this awesome poem. I shared it with them. And, um, um, so we're really, we're talking right now, it's mental health, like, you know, pep talks. And sometimes it's one-on-one with the team member because they're getting down because they're keep losing on multiple offers. Or um, like I just reviewed two, with two team members, a new personality assessment I have just to get to know them better and for them to get to know themselves better and how we can work better together. So we're constantly working on ourselves. I don't know if there's anything more important than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the, you know, I, we're almost kind of like halfway through this year, yes. which kind of seems Feels crazy like we to say. Feels like already ended the year, even though it's only April. Yeah. I'm like, isn't it January? So you had a, had the best year last year, most profitable year last year. Where are you guys kind of at to this point, and what was the what was like the goal? Was it instantly okay? Have our best year ever again, or what? What was the team feeling? Our goal this year is 209 closings. And it's to expand our administrative department a little bit bigger. So we're separating the transaction coordinator role and the listing coordinator role to two people, which we've never done before. And that means we do need to to sell more houses and take more listings to create enough profit for that. And um, so we're in a little bit of transition of training right now, actually two new people, which is like super fun and scary going into the spring, being in the spring. Um, we're a little behind in numbers, but our volume's up so high. So it seems like we're, it's just becoming normal to sell million dollar homes, which I just, it's like yesterday I was selling hundred thousand dollar homes in the great recession. So that's kind of crazy. So, um, we have about 20 pending and we've sold about 20 houses. So we're a little behind, but we were behind last year too. So we'll just, um, you know, catch up and we, it's really important. What's important right now is to get buyers to win. So um, we did a whole brainstorming session today. We actually created a sheet with a checklist for our buyers to say which items they want to put in their contract to win. Do you want to drop your inspection or your appraisal contingency or come in over asking or do an escalation clause? Like it has all of our strategies in it, but almost like which ones do you want to do that we can talk about upfront? And then if they lose a few, hey, do you want to add a few more? So it's just a, we're just looking to make more of our processes more efficient 
so that the buy, I mean, the buyer's agents are, it's a struggle, right? Like, and I have to help them. So like, even if it's just creating a little document that saves them some time or creates expectations, that's going to be good. And then it's also just finding inventory. Like that's my job every day is, is uncovering every stone and finding listings and helping our market. And I have a call right after this. It's for a listing and I'm like going to go get it because I just want to help a family get that house. And I want to feel be the listing. I mean, multiple reasons why I want that listing, but it's mostly to help the inventory. Yep. Absolutely. Well, yeah. more Californians will be moving your way. Don't you worry. Isn't yeah. that the yeah, whole complaint? We're all on our way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said enough with Californians, right? We're all done with you, right? No, no. All of the Californians last year that planned to move here, just moved here all in one year. That's what happened. It just like squeezed. It's just crazy. And I know there's more coming, but there was more that came before too. It's not like a new thing. It's, but it just all. Yep. It all well, happened at once. Why don't you uh, tell our listeners where they can find you? Obviously, follow you on your socials, which are amazing. You do a great job as far as educating. So where can they find you on Facebook, Instagram? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Christina Moore Ward on both. Um, and it's M-O-O-R-E and then W-A-R-D, Christina with a C-H. And um, I do the Monday market updates uh, at 9.30, uh, my time, which is 8.30 your time. So maybe when you guys are just getting started and I'd love to have agents come on or even people in the industry. It's super fun when a lender comes on and says stuff, what they see what's going on in their world. So please come on to the lives and comment and say, say things. Cause sometimes there's like a million questions and sometimes nobody says anything and my mom is there <laughs> and nobody else, which your mom is cool is there. because <laughs> hundreds of people watch it later, but still it's like, yeah, I'd love for you, you guys to come on and say stuff or just any of your agents yeah, down there absolutely. to come on. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we loved catching up yep. with you. Um, I think we're going to be working on maybe bringing a, a another in-person maybe event with you later this summer. So hopefully that works out too, but um, thanks so much for your time. We love having you. Yes. Go get that listing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Nice to catch up with you. You too, love. Thank you.